Liberty lockdown, piss down your barcode Your liberty ain't gone, but yeah, it's on hold Where did it come from and where did it go? It requires a fight, not tweeting from your phone Don't need a king, get him off the fucking throne If you ride with the thought, you've always got a home The virus you're scared of will come and it'll go The government knows this, don't get treated like a hoe Let's get into the show Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Liberty Lockdown. I have my favorite Twitter couple, Shane Scalf and Petite Nikoko of What's Happening Podcasts on. Welcome aboard, guys. Thank you for coming. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks. Appreciate it. Absolutely. What Did I click record? I did. All right, good. Yep. Uh, that would have been a disaster. So we have a baby. Oh, my God. I'm so happy. I have been can't wait to talk to you about this. Um, are you guys as excited as I am? <laughs> super excited even though even if it doesn't look like we are just tired so. yeah yeah it's, it's been a it's been a good day today so good day how um i don't know maybe maybe a, maybe good day isn't the right word maybe a long day i should a say a long day okay, okay. yeah, yeah well say, good day for having a headache <laughs> yeah i know i have a headache all day <laughs> well i appreciate you guys taking the time um so i uh, obviously you guys went through uh, a heck of a battle to to get to where you're at now. Um, does it feel like you've reached the finish line, or is it just beginning? Doesn't feel like I don't know. I I feel like I'm not. I'm I'm not going to be totally convinced until I give birth. Yeah, until then, the, you know the baby's in our arms. Oh yeah, yeah there you go. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Although some parents have told me like, no, after the baby's born, you're still going to worry. Like, is the baby still breathing? And then you have to check every five minutes. So oh yeah, maybe not. I don't know. Yeah, some of my best friends. Uh, just had a baby, a Hoppa baby, by the way. Oh. Um, so Hoppa supremacy in the building, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and and sure enough, they're having the same struggles. They're like, you go, got to go check, make sure they're still breathing in the crib and stuff. So yeah. I, I don't think it gets any easier. If I'm being honest, are you guys prepared for? I mean, you fought so hard to to get here. Are you prepared for the the actual parenting now? I think, so, or at least uh, mentally, yeah. Because what about you, Shane? Well, I'm going to be as prepared as I can possibly be. But I think once it's starting to happen, it's, I don't know, it's one of those things where you, you can prepare as much as possible, but you're still not 100% yeah. prepared. So, right. yeah, I'm, I'm gearing up for it. But, you know, I think, I'm think, I think every uh, new parent ha- has that uh, experience afterwards where they go, yeah, I mean, we were as pre- prepared as possible, but it like was, nothing went how I thought yeah, it was gonna go. Yeah. So I'm not gonna be like, oh yeah, I'm 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 I got this in the bag. You know, I'm not gonna be one of those guys. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, I, I'm I'm in my 30s. You guys are probably in your 20s still, right? Well, I'm in my 20s, but he's in his 30s. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, I I am late 30s, and I still feel like I'm not fully equipped for it, even though I financially I'm like basically retired. So I have no excuses anymore. I used to say that uh I won't have a kid because my dad was a workaholic when I was growing up. So I was like, I'm not going to have a, a family until I don't have to work hard. And now I don't have to work hard. And I still now I don't have the wife. So now I got to work on that. By the <laughs> way, can you believe that fucking Anna chose Jared over me? How sad is that? Do oh, you, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> I was going to say, do you remember? <laughs> I almost forgot about that. <laughs> Anyways, that's a. That's a reference that basically no one will get, but it's okay. Only, uh, only us will get it. Yeah, it's a good time. It's a good time. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, by the way, my, my theme song has a reference to you guys, so um, I hope you guys enjoy that. I, I actually just had Robbie the Fire on, 
uh, from part of the problem and mm -hmm. run your mouth. So I've now had of my song, I've had, I think six of nine people that I shout out in that song before I had any guests ever have now been on this show. So it's, it's crazy. I, all I have left are Dave Smith, Maj Ture, and Tom Woods. So I'm, I'm, I'm working my way up. So thank you guys yeah. for, for allowing me to check you off my list. Um, Robbie did the same. So it's, it's been a blast. Uh, what was I going to ask? Um, it's like the Mortal Kombat tower, you know, you're going at each level, you're going up to get to the boss. You know? Exactly. Tom Woods is the boss. <laughs> yeah. For, for me, Dave Smith is like the finish him. Like, I yeah, got... yeah. <laughs> I'm going to rip his heart out. No, I, I'm just kidding. Love you, Dave. Um, so I, I had a had a tweet that was probably a little bit aggressively phrased today, but I was curious what you guys would think about it with your ancestry being different from mine. Uh, I said that some really rough stuff happened to my ancestors way way back and somehow it hasn't made a single difference in my life because I don't live 150 years ago. Do you think that it's a, uh, I know you guys probably don't ascribe to the white privilege uh, mentality, but do you think that there's something to be said for white people feeling this way? Whereas minorities can feel as if, you know, their, their skin in some way still holds them back from uh, past historical slights and things of that nature. Well, I mean, just, you know, I'll just go on my knees and answer, say, I'm answer, sorry. This from, answer this from your Asian side, not from your white side. <laughs> oh, okay. Cause I was going to say, yeah, I was, you know, I'll just go on my knees and I'm sorry. You know, I'll just beg for forgiveness and everything like that. Um, your dad's side. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean the Asian side, I guess it's just like, Oh, you know, I mean, aren't we supposed to be the, the quote unquote, the most privileged We're the model minority. Yeah. So I don't know if that counts we, as a minority as a whole, we make the most money. We, you have double have, white privilege, actually. Yeah. I mean, it, it, that was like a thing, too, where obviously the whites are being um, ridiculed and everything like that. But then it was the whites. The whites, yeah. And then it was <laughs> the Asians afterwards. Oh, you know what's funny? My friend on Twitter, um, his name is Dan Go. Um, he, he made a tweet today saying that, um, you know, if you're racist towards white people, that's still racism. And then he got a bunch of people saying, like, how dare you defend white people? Like, you're Asian. You're not supposed to do that. So, so I don't sad. think you win. Yeah, yeah. That's so it, yeah. The the racism towards whites is now the it's it's the acceptable racism to to some people. You know, this being racist towards whites because of the color of their skin yeah. is now. It, it, if you want to yeah. talk about color of the skin, some of the Asians have almost the same color of skin, so maybe that's why they're going after. Well, don't Asians we have like now. a yellowish hue? Yeah, although I'm a little bit more yellow than you. Like if you, yeah, check on yeah, it's kind of yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see the yellow, but it's like a it's like a light tan. But anyways, uh, so yeah. it's a little I, <laughs> <laughs> right. Do you do you think it's fair though to like uh, for me personally? I would feel like like descendants of um, internment camps during World War II would have a much greater mm -hmm. claim to this perceived you know disadvantage than say american descendants of slavery um do you feel that at any in any way um not personally no uh, i mean as far as i know the internment camps during world war ii were japanese right people so i mean if if you're an ancestor of that or not an ancestor but like a descendant or whatever the term is like a grandchild be, or something yeah, i was like gonna that. say at this point it wouldn't be that far <laughs> off but you know if you're a if you're a grandchild of that or or maybe even an adult that had a grandparent or a parent that was um, 
alive during that and you and they were part of the internment camps, then I can, I can see where they're coming from with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for me personally, no. Yeah. Same. I was going to say, like, I feel like, I don't know, I guess we're kind of removed from it. So we don't feel like that, even though like uh, a lot of my ancestry is from the Philippines and like, you know, the Philippines kind of got fucked over by a lot of different countries. So um, like one thing that's interesting is that my grandparents who lived in the Philippines most of their life, um, they were not okay with Japanese people for a long time because they were living there while they were taken over by the Japanese. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just kind of interesting how that. Oh, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Okay. (laughs) I was just going to say that, you know, it's, it's just so bizarre to me because first off, when I was, when I was growing up, you know, I was kind of raised to believe that it's all about what you do with this life and like your, your heritage, your ancestry was totally irrelevant. I think it's, it's fascinating that, we're now almost obsessively focused on historical slights and abuse of people based off of how they look as opposed to like actually I, obviously no one alive today has enslaved anybody in America so i just i just don't understand the obsession i feel like it's really counterproductive i feel as if it's it's really holding back people I, do you think that that there are populations in this society that are being raised to feel this way or is it simply a function of like school and colleges and media and things like that or, or i just can't imagine a parent turning to their kid and being like it's these fucking white people man <laughs> you know like, that'd be so sad if that's what they're There's, doing i mean like i hear about that happening actually where people will say things like that to their kids but only because they've been told that their right. whole life too so i feel like it's both you know yeah like because the system is kind of like that like the schools are teaching that and everything then a lot of the parents especially like the millennial parents or people around our age mm-hmm. um they they're probably saying that type of thing too because i've seen it on instagram even they talk about like well i taught my kid about uh white privilege today and i'm like Okay, here we go. <laughs> here we go. Yeah. Bra- bragging about child abuse. Very cool. Yeah. What about you, Shane? Um, do you think do you think that that parents are are teaching their kids this stuff uh, or is it Well, I guess if it is just if if Nico's right and it's just a function of the school system, uh, I guess first and foremost, do you guys intend to homeschool or or private? Well, yeah, that's the plan is the, is the homeschool. homeschool. I don't think we have enough money for private school. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty steep. Um, but I guess in terms of the kids uh, being taught, the, I, I mean, I think it's like a combination of all of it. I mean, if a parent kind of believes in that and they're going to kind of teach their kids about white privilege or, you know, saying that, oh, you know, these people are more privileged than you. So you're going to struggle more than these yeah. people, yeah. you know, and. Yeah, uh, but also, but but also, it is it is a, a like I was saying a combination of that and the schools and, and yeah, society, the corporate press telling you all that stuff. So I think it's just a whole, right? This is a circle, yeah, of, of all that stuff. The yeah. cathedral, as they call it. Yeah, right. I, I'm not nearly as concerned about white parents teaching their white kids about privilege and all this shit. I think it's it's not at all helpful, and I, I'm not supporting it anyway. But I'm really concerned if it's being taught to, say, black kids, for instance. Like, yeah. I just feel like that would be a devastating uh, lesson to be taught very, very early on. That like, 
everything's stacked against you. You have no chance of success. The, you know, the, the whole system's evil and white people are to blame. It's just, it just seems like a recipe for um, what we're experiencing now, which is, you know, major uh, social unrest and, and divisiveness between the races. Whereas when I was growing up, I really felt as if we had made tremendous progress. I had friends of every nationality and religion and everything else. And we all made fun of each other equally. And it was just like, it was kind of beautiful. And, uh, and now it doesn't feel that way so much. I mean, amongst my peer group, it still feels that way, but amongst the the youth of this country, it really, I just don't know where that heads. Do you guys have any optimism as to like this actually improving or do, does it have to get worse before it gets better? Well, like I said before, I mean, I've seen parents bragging on Instagram about them talking about this stuff with their kids and not just the white parents, also the uh, non-white parents talking about this kind of stuff, even like Asian parents, even though they're supposed to be more privileged, but I don't know. Um, I don't really have much optimism for it right now. I feel like it's going to get worse before it gets better, Mm -hmm. but I'm not like, I'm not saying that I'm like black pilled or something, but I feel like, uh, as a whole, it's probably going to get worse. Yeah. In the short term, for sure. Well, I was just thinking like, what if, what if the parents were teaching their kids? Well, not only are you going to struggle, but everybody's going to struggle. Like you're going to struggle and you're going to struggle. I struggle. So maybe it's equal struggle. I don't know, but you know, talking about equal rights, whatever, everybody equally struggles or, you know, however, you want to uh, well, that would make more sense yeah instead, say, yeah instead, instead of just, well you're it's only you that are going to struggle everybody else you is a millionaire it. but you you're going to be <laughs> only making fifty thousand a year good luck sir yeah. yeah i don't i don't think there's a, a problem with teaching your kid that life struggle it, it that would be pretty reasonable uh, yeah. my concern is when when you teach them that it will be a struggle and it's because of these people that look like these people you know it's like that is just such a a defeatist attitude and you know regardless of what you look like and regardless of your upbringing really if if you're taught that you can achieve regardless of your skin color and regardless of your upbringing i think it's a much more empowering message i just feel as if the the messaging to to the youth of this country has been one of of you know embracing victimization and embracing oppression in a way it's weird because it's it's always framed in a in a sense of fighting against oppression but in reality having that mentality that you are oppressed i mean people talk about this all the time this is not like some profound thought i'm having it's just yeah it's just sad to me i guess is all i'm saying so i'm crying on your well, shoulder about it well the the funniest thing too about all of this is that a lot of the people that are telling i guess society or whatever that you know you're going to struggle or this or that all this negative stuff it's all these people that are super rich or like all these athletes, you know, telling you, oh man, or you're like gonna, news anchors. Yeah, news anchors who are yeah, making a lot of money or everything like that. And it's like you're doing pretty well for yourself. And then you're gonna be lecturing me and be like, Yeah, well, you know, we're living in a we're living in a racist society or whatever. And then you're just thinking, but you're like a news director or you're you're working for the president right now or something like that. And it's just like <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know, you know, or you're, or you're like, you're the star wide receiver or right. whatever, you know, it's just, yeah, I don't know. I, I would take, I don't take what they say to, to all that stuff. I don't take what they're saying seriously because it's like, okay, well you can talk about, you know, how you like, like this type of stuff is, is inspiring where this person will be, you know, I start out as a poor child or whatever. And I had to work my ass off to get to where I am right now. Okay. Well, 
okay, now I can, I get it. Cause you're, that's an inspiring story. It's like, if I can do it, then anybody can do it or whatever. Mm-hmm. But if you're just going to be like it, you're going to be, you know, you're going to be struggling and you're only going to be struggling because of how you look. Right. Not because of your work ethic or anything like that. Right. Then it's, it's just like, well, you're basically telling everyone that they're basically set up to fail. Mm-hmm. Right. Know? Yeah, no, that that's exactly right. And that that's why, you know, when I was growing up, I'm, I'm of the age that Michael Jordan was my hero, you know, yeah. and, and his race honestly never even crossed my mind. I was just like, he's the best basketball player. I love basketball. I want to be like Mike. Right. And, and I thought that that was so much more of an empowering message and so much more of an inclusionary one where it was like, I love this guy because of his skills and because of, you know, his smile and his personality and his athletic ability and all these other like intangibles. Um, But now, you know, LeBron is probably the, this generation's Michael Jordan and Mm -hmm. he's much more obsessed with the, the victimization culture. And he's just like, well, I achieved against all odds and his, his, his message to me comes off as you'll never do what I've, what I've done. You know, it's like, I just don't understand how he views that as inspirational to to young boys that look like him to feel like they can't be the next LeBron like that. That should be what they aspire to. And they should have a belief that it's possible, even though it's unlikely just having that, that goal in mind Mm -hmm. um, and having something to drive to will likely put you in a much better place than if you just give up from the start, you know? Yeah. And for some people that's they praise him for that type of messaging. And then they'll criticize Michael Jordan because well, you should get more political. You got we gotta let you gotta right. let people know what you believe in or whatever. Yeah, but Michael, should. yeah, not but, allowed to ha- not have an opinion on something. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's just that's so sad. I mean, I I can understand wanting Michael Jordan to get more involved in in race issues and and honestly, if he if he were to come out and and talk about say George Floyd or something like that, right. I could understand it. Um, but I can't understand them wanting him to come out and be like, you know white supremacy is an issue as he's sitting on a billion dollars, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's, just, yeah exactly. it's, it's a tough sell. I don't know. Uh, well, I wanted to ask you guys, uh, you don't, you don't talk very much online about economics. Um, do you, do you think that you believe or do you believe that it's possible for us to, cause uh, here, let me give you my, my thesis. I believe that the system is so sick right now that like we're essentially uh, compelled to unite with some people that we may otherwise disagree with pretty strongly. Yeah. And, and I'm of the belief that when it comes to, you know, the, the quote unquote bottom unity where you have the libertarian socialists and the libertarian right, uh, right. kind of joining forces, regardless of how vehemently we disagree when it comes to economics, do you guys think that that is necessary? And do you think that it's, it's potentially useful or am I being naive? Cause I know Mac, for instance, hates my guts every time I do any sort of reaching out to the left, but um, I really, I think it's necessary. So I'm just curious what you guys think. Well, I think um, it, it's interesting because, and I, and I know you've seen it because I've seen you uh, interact with, with the, the quote unquote loser brigade people. Oh yeah, for they'll, sure. <laughs> they'll basically say the same thing. It's like, well, we don't want to, we don't want these people to be in our movement or whatever. Right. And, you know, I think, I think if, if you're whatever your number one issue is, say for example, if your number one issue is the anti-war, you want to be, you want to uh, end, end the wars, especially the foreign policy, um, then you know you can you can align yourself with with the with, with like the socialists that are also that, mm-hmm. 
you know, or the conservatives that are also going towards the anti-war, you can align with them. Uh, I mean, I do think it's necessary, but at the same time, I also think it's one of those things where I would kind of keep, you know, that whole uh, meaning of that, I would keep my, one of my, one of my eyes open. Yes, you know, yeah. I want to make sure that you're, we're still good because <laughs> obviously once this is done, then I, I think we're going to have to split and go our separate ways, you know? Right. And I, I think they would probably say, say the same thing is, well, I don't like your economics or, you know, I don't, I don't like such and such about what you believe in. You know, libertarian is still a bad word to me, but I will align with you with the anti-war stuff because, you know, Scott Horton is a huge example of someone who he is a staunch libertarian, but obviously he's anti-war but he'll talk to a socialist with the anti-war he'll talk to a conservative who's anti-war he'll, he'll talk to pretty much anyone as long as you are in the realm of i want to end these wars in, in the middle east mm-hmm. because they're wasting all this money and, and all these lives these human lives There's, you know so many people are dying over there you know american soldiers and american people as well then you know i will i will definitely hold your hand with that so mm-hmm. it, it's it's I can understand those who say no, but then I also understand those who do. So maybe I'm kind of, I'm kind of like, I'm a centrist. I'm evil. (laughs) You're you're on the fence about it. What about you, Nico? I'm against bottom unity, but probably because I'm culturally like way more culturally right. Right. Um, So I can't see myself aligning with anyone on the left. I know that sounds really super intolerant right Mm -hmm. now. Um, but I, I would probably more be more likely to align myself with the conservatives, probably not like, like, you know, not neocons or, or like Republican conservatives, well, I mean, but some people even say neocons are right wing or whatever. Yeah. I think neocons are in the middle, like in the top middle, but anyway, um, yeah, I think like the, I'd probably more, I'd be more likely to align myself with like the America first type conservatives. Oh, sure. No, but then I, again, like what you said earlier, like you got to keep one eye open because after it's all done, then it's like, well, we still have some pretty huge differences. So we got to yeah. not try to kill each other afterwards. Right. So, so if you're if you're more conservative leaning, would you see because to me, like as as big a concern as the socialist perspective is, I'm I'm equally disturbed by the tough on crime conservative are right. are you okay sacrificing you know say drug legalization to get along with the conservatives cuz basically what i'm saying is you have to sacrifice some aspect of libertarianism to get along with either of these sides you know what i mean yeah um i don't know cuz like for me i obviously i'm for like decriminalization and legalization of drugs um because i don't think it helps to you know it doesn't help to um, have it illegal because then you have the drug war right um but maybe just because i don't have a lot of experience with any of that type of stuff maybe that's why i'd be more likely to align myself with the conservatives and and uh sacrifice that part right well um, that, i think that's fair i don't really I, have any experience with it yeah no so. i and i don't have much either it, but i also don't have any experience in war so it's like for me neither of these topics actually touch my personal life. Like I, I've right. never really used drugs. I've never been in prison for drug use. I've also never been in war. Um, so I don't have personal feelings about this that have actually a- affected my direct life, but it's just like principally I have to 
I have to sacrifice something to get along with any of these people. So my, the reason that I'm leaning towards bottom unity is because I believe that the, the state itself is so perilous, so dangerous for libertarians that it's like, we're almost compelled to ally with anyone who is to some extent anti-state. And that's the main reason that I can't ally myself fully with conservatives because they still believe that the system is reformable. Um, and that's I don't any longer, you know? So that's, that's why I like the left libertarians more than I do the conservatives sometimes, simply because even though all of their solutions pretty much suck, they, they also don't rely on, you know, oh, we're going to elect someone to fix this. They're kind of, you know, yeah. I like, I like that aspect of things. It, it feels like they're just a small step ahead of the conservatives who are still like, well, if we just get Trump back in there, you know, it's like, right. It's like, yeah. yeah that, that's going to fix everything guys. Yeah, I'm, I am glad that there are a lot of conservatives who are like not super pro-Trump anymore because I feel like that didn't work, you know, like towards the end, it just got really sad, like with Trump. <laughs> yeah, and, and you can kind of see them maybe maybe, a, maybe before they weren't so, especially with the whole other Trump love and all that stuff. But you, you see them now where they're just like they're completely disenfranchised with the government and the state, you know. And, yeah, and I'm like, and, finally. Yeah, and and, and, and whether it's, so it's good. yeah, and and again, whether it's for like the right reasons, you know, it's just because of the election. They feel oh, it was stolen from Trump, and you know, and I mean, Joe Biden getting eighty million votes. I don't know. I mean, who knows at this point if it's if it's true or not? I mean, who knows if any election really is true? Because maybe it's all bought for and, and everything like that. You know, going into conspiracy corner or anything like that. But I mean, it's definitely something that i think you're allowed to ask questions but for some people if you even ask the question about that it's you know you're, you're considered a crazy person but i don't know kind of with going back with the unity thing or whatever i i think i think libertarians kind of they kind of keep themselves backed into a corner to the point where they're going to be stuck there forever if they don't kind of be more aggressive and you know, it's just like what, okay, you said you can believe in a non-aggression principle. And I mean, you see what, what the stuff with big tech and everything like that, just censoring and, you know, banning people off the platforms or anything like that. But I mean, what, what are the, what are the libertarians going to do and other than being like, well, I mean, it's a private company and do whatever they want, you know, right. like that whole, that whole argument. I, I'm just like, I'm sick and tired of that argument and just being all, no, 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 you just gotta. I, I think I think it's not that we have to be more aggressive as much as we have to recognize and talk about the aggression we're experiencing. Like we are being aggressed upon. If you're right. told if you're told to stay in your house for ten months, that's aggression. Like yeah. it is. If the the penalty for that is a fine, and if you don't pay, it's imprisonment. That's aggression. The state yeah. is aggression. So like I don't think that going on the offensive is in fact. A violation of the nap and i know that sounds aggressive but that's my perspective you know like at the same time i'm a peaceful person and i don't want violence so i'm not advocating for violence i'm just saying that i think taking a a harder stand and a more forward-leaning stand when it comes to pushing back against the oppression that we're already experiencing or the aggression that we're already experiencing is not only necessary but mandatory if it's not going to get significantly worse. And that for that reason alone, I'm willing to ally with some of the anarchist left leaning folks mm -hmm. because they are the type that are willing to be in the streets 
and to be willing to push back and to get pepper sprayed and shot with rubber bullets. And I have no choice but to appreciate those people. I mean, yeah. even if even if they're fucking commies at the end of the day and they have terrible ideology, they're willing to fight against the state. And that's more than a lot of libertarians. So I have to respect that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think I just wanted to mention this. I think probably I'm also more likely to al align with conservatives because, well, first of all, I'm a woman, so I don't want to like go out and fight in the streets. <laughs> yeah. um, and also like, you know, they are the some of the people who preach more family values stuff and that's more what I'm about. Right. I'd, I'd rather go try to leave the system and start like, you know, have our own land and, and try to get away from the system rather than trying to fight it. But maybe that's just me being, uh, I don't know, like very passive, but I don't know. Well, I, I don't, I, I actually agree with you. I, I lean that direction too. My concern is that it's getting to a point like, like for instance, with, with these politicians coming out and comparing January 6th to 9-11 and yeah. labeling libertarians. I mean, the former uh, director of the CIA, John Brennan, comes out and talks about how libertarians are, are part of the, the radical fringe. It, it is getting to a point where it feels as if you may not be able to hide. Like you may not be able to go out and create your own little community in some conservative-leaning state and be left alone. And if that's the case, if I'm right, that that's where we're headed, it kind of, it, it, it obliges me to fight now. And I don't know that we're going there. And I, I don't want to be hyperbolic and say that we are for sure. Cause I don't know. They could totally cool their jets and realize that this is a fucking disastrous plan and, and decide to leave us alone. But if you listen to their rhetoric over the past 30 days, it seems as if they're gearing up for a war on terror against Americans. Yeah, it does sound like that. And I think that I mean, I'm, I'm hoping that um, the whole, like everything that happened within the last year with the lockdowns and everything just going completely like authoritarian is going to help wake some people up. But the only people who seem to not really get it is like the center left people. They're just like, oh yeah, like this is fine. Yeah, we have to wear do it a mask. For our safety, yeah, you know? it's for the greater good. Yeah. Those, those people yeah. fucking drive me crazy. So yeah, doesn't it like kind of piss you off that there's libertarians out there who are also the center left like yeah. they're also oh, yeah. kind of preaching the same it's like oh you know yeah that doesn't make any sense to me How well, can the, you... that yeah. and and also when when it comes to the private business argument which you brought up earlier yeah. like right. that that to me is a blue-pilled libertarian take to be like oh well it's fucking amazon could do whatever they want you know it's like no they get cia funding what are you talking about like wake wake the fuck up yeah. <laughs> so that i mean that's just my two cents on it is like you you need to you don't have to go full alex jones you don't have to drink the whole fucking bottle of red pills but you have to take a couple folks because like this is this is serious times now they're talking about labeling us terrorists uh it's it's worthy to consider what that might lead to yeah and, and the fact that you're that you're even talking about well maybe i should align with communists or right or whoever you're not aligning yourself with other libertarians because they don't even agree on, on this stuff. Like, well, don't you think they should all agree that, yeah, this is authoritarian. We shouldn't be sitting in our home for who knows how long. And oh, what, what is the government giving us permission to do today or something like that? No, we got to be safe. Okay? Yeah, we, yeah, we got to yeah. be safe. And hey, you know, you should wear a mask. I mean, why not? You know, no, 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 no. We have to wear three masks. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I, I saw it's you guys trying out seven, eight, nine. <laughs> no, we, yeah. we got as far. I can wear eight without them falling off. He can get to 11, though. So that was pretty impressive. Yeah, the, the, the we got some 
good ears. They'll just fly off though after a while. So <laughs> that shit cracked me up. Yeah. <laughs> no, I agree though. I, I I have never been more disappointed in the libertarian community when it came to uh, the libertarian party in particular, which is fucking blue pilled to the end of the earth. When they when they didn't come out as aggressively as even I did, some fucking nobody on the internet. They didn't even come out and say like, "Hey, lockdowns, a hundred percent not acceptable." Like this is not America. This is not what we do. This is not the you know libertarian values that we believe in at all. And we're going to tell you. So that that's why that's the whole reason that I'm considering allying with people that I otherwise disagree with. Because as long as they identify the tyranny that we're experiencing, even if they identify the wrong aspects of it, I have to value that, and I have to see them as as a as a resource, as opposed to the fucking Archie Flowers of the world who think that racism is everything. And that's all we can talk about. It's like, guys, we've been locked in our houses for a year. The global economic system is about to collapse. There's been no foreclosures or evictions for a year. It's gonna, they've already put a moratorium for the next year. When that shit hits the fan, it's going to be earth shattering. And if you're not gonna prepare for that, then you're of no use to me. You know, so I know I'm getting a little on myself. Not not only racism, but bigotry as well. You know, we we know more bigotry in the Libertarian Party. Ooh, wow, great! Such a welcome here. Yes, such a (laughs) such a radical take, sir. Wow, as if we even need to state it. But it's like the one the one guy who's having any success messaging within our arena that actually like branches out of this arena is Dave Smith, and they just they just attack him every single day because he retweets a guy that they disagree with who gives a fuck do you know yeah, what's yeah. happening right now do you yeah, exactly well yeah i was going to mention too and, and i mentioned this before in other places and in our show as well that there was that uh guy who was running for governor of indiana uh rainwater you must love him you bring up every well, podcast well because he's the only one that i that i can i'm sure there are other ones but he's the only one i can think of at, at, it's just because he's from your he's, state. He's, he's from indiana sorry but it was just like he was running for governor, and he was saying, "Yeah, I am the anti-lockdown candidate, and we're going to end these damn lockdowns in Indiana." And he was oh, going yeah. against a Democrat who was like, "Uh, yeah, lockdowns, we should totally lock down." And the Republican is being a pussy for like, "Oh no, maybe we should have yeah, lockdowns." I don't know. All of them are like that. But the Libertarian, he was like, "No, no more, li- you know, no more lockdowns. Just live your life however you feel like. If you do feel like you should stay home because of a medical emergency or anything like that, then yeah, go ahead. But I am not going to just be like, okay, businesses need to close down or anything like that." And sadly, he didn't win, but he did get like 20% of the vote, right. which is pretty good for libertarian, you know, as far as I'm concerned, you know, yeah, because libertarians, good. what, they're known for losing. So, I mean, right. that's what the L stands for. <laughs> right, exactly. yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. And, and imagine how, how many votes he might have gotten had people not had the, the common uh, disclaimer of like, well, I don't want to throw my vote away. You know, like now, yeah. now, because he got 20%, he might have a real shot next go around. Like, who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think that's, that's a really, um, that's the white pill is that, you know, there, and just speaking to the, the conservatives that you were talking about earlier, Nico, my family, many of them lean conservative and, and I have never had more success than I have in the past year. Like they, they listen to my show. They ask me questions. They think like, (laughs) yeah, they're like, they're like, this shit is crazy and you're the only one that has been warning about this prior to it occurring and now we're going to listen to you and i think that like every libertarian who you know bends their family members ears and and, and talks talks all this nonsense for all these years now has a a fertile ground to kind of plant some further seeds and and i'm hoping 
that, you know, even if we can't, and I'm, I'm of the belief that we can't reform the system. I think that the system's going to collapse. The economic system's going to collapse. So it's just a matter of like educating as many of your, you know, close friends and family and loved ones to, you know, prepare accordingly. Are you guys, are you guys, I mean, obviously you're having a baby, so like your focus has to be there, but prior to that, had you guys had any, any success with your family members? Um, well, for me, I know that my parents, they didn't like in this lockdown stuff. So they were kind of already in that realm of the anti-lockdown stuff. Um, you know, cause they, they also lean more the conservative realm as well. Um, and I, I, I'm pretty sure they voted for Trump and I don't know. How dare they? Yeah. I, I don't know. It, <laughs> I mean, honestly, I would rather they vote for Trump than Biden. So that's well, yeah, that yeah. If you vote yeah. for Biden, then you got a problem. Yeah, and I mean, as a, an aside, to kind of go off track a little about about that. So there was um, something about Joe Biden because I remember Dave Smith tweeted something that was like a tongue in cheek, where he was saying, "Oh, you know, Joe Biden uh, was being rough on Ronald Reagan about the drugs, whatever." He was he was criticizing Ronald Reagan. You should look that up. But it was but it was the whole thing of well, he wasn't tough enough on crime and Joe Biden wanted him to be even more tough. Right. And so I was thinking about that. And I remember, I'm not going to say the guy's name, but he was a, he was a reason person. I think it was like their criminal justice uh, reporter or something like that. And he was saying, he was saying that like there, cause there's a whole list of who they're going to vote for. And most of them were going to vote for Joe Jorgensen. I think a few didn't said they weren't going to vote. And then uh, I think maybe two or three said Trump. And then about four or five said Biden and the criminal justice guy at reason was voting for Biden because, well, we got to get Trump out of there. Yeah. And it's just like, the they, like, like these are the people that like, again, going back with the libertarians, like these are the people that they're, they're going to align with this. It's, it's, it's another thing too, is that maybe he's sacrificing his criminal justice. The thing that he's basically supposed to be over there, he's going to, well, you know, we got to get Trump out of there. That's my number one priority. Get Donald Trump out of there. Once we get Biden there, then we can start talking about criminal justice again. You know, I don't know. I know that. I mean, it's pure psychosis. Uh, you're, you're yeah. talking about, I said this yesterday. I genuinely believe there is no living human being more responsible for the racial inequity, the criminal justice fucking disaster that we're experiencing on earth than Joe Biden. Like, yeah. I really believe that. I think he's the worst possible person to be president right now. And I don't say that lightly. I mean, obviously there's Dick Cheney, there's a whole bunch of terrible people. So I'm not saying he's the worst possible person, but if right. you're talking about like actually, a, you know, healing any of the uh, alleged racial divides in this country, he's the fucking worst. And I can't imagine a libertarian endorsing this guy, like a, a writer for reason, for God's sakes, the guy who focuses on criminal justice. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Yep. That's insane. God damn it. Yeah. It, that makes yeah. Me mad. So I, I just wanted to mention that. And <laughs> I'm glad you did. It really upset yeah. me. Good job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's funny because that's the one I remember. I don't yeah. remember who else who they're voting for. That was the one I'm just like, wow. Okay. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Like, like, like Clint's going to be aligning himself with socialists, but this guy's going to vote for the guy who was for the crime bill, even though his whole thing is criminal justice. In fairness, I, let, let me clarify. I'm not aligning myself with socialists. I am, well, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm using them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know That's what I mean? That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Just, just the same way that they I mean, use they, us. They're, yeah, I was, gonna, I was just about to say that. Yeah. Because that's, that's exactly how they view us. I mean, anyone that's against the state, I think, should be able to 
view others that are against the state as allies, because if they don't want a state, that means that they are of the voluntarist mindset where they're like, okay, if we get rid of the state, then we get to have our fucking commune and get left alone. That's great. That's all I want. I want my right-leaning, you know, anarcho-capitalist commune too. And y'all get, y'all get California. I get the rest. All right. Like fair trade. I mean, that's, that's my dream. I honestly, I believe that that's, that's the path we're headed on. I like the more I think about it, the more convinced I get that, that this country cannot stay unified. I mean, it's already fractured. It's just like, it's just on paper that we're still unified or the United States of America. In reality, we're, we're probably best divided into say five or six different land masses. Are you guys advocates for that believers in it? Where do you think we go? Oh yeah. That, that is the best way to do things because it'll be hopefully the less violent way to uh, yeah. break up. Cause I don't want a violent divorce here. No. Um, so yeah, I think that uh, everywhere from Texas to Florida should align cause Florida and Texas are, pretty weird so i feel like that they should go together i'd be there i'd be there in a heartbeat (laughs) also two of the more free states that's why we also have to include arizona because they're really good on gun laws so yeah yeah but we have to like cut out new mexico because there's something wrong with them (laughs) jump over there (laughs) arizona voted for biden yeah that's true That's but Texas it was pretty close too it was it was really close but and the one thing that bothers me is that it was really close in texas too because yeah. people are always counting on Texas being like a red state, but I don't think it's like it might turn blue because of the cities within the next election. Well, yeah, especially yeah. people like me fleeing to it. Oh, well, not not people like me, but people yeah, from I was California. Say, people like you? No, people people like me <laughs> would be fine. For Biden? No, that I'd be I'd be way more radical conservative or not conservative, but uh, you know, freedom oriented. So they they'd love to have me, but unfortunately many of my Californian compatriots that are fleeing California are going to go over there and vote the same stupid way. So yeah. 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 And, and also that's um, that this is like a huge opportunity for the libertarians and the libertarian party, or does anyone outside of that, the two parties? So, I mean, even the GOP, I guess you can even say it's a, it's an opportunity for them because you know, what are the, what's the GOP going to do now? Are they just going to, they're kind of broken now. So. Yeah. Cause they are. Yeah. Like the whole Trump thing really kind of just, that's why sometimes I kind of wonder, maybe this was like a, you know, another one of those conspiracy theories. What, 40 Trump chess. was there to, to break like up Democrats the GOP. Democrats were paying for Donald Trump to, to be a Republican. And then the, the end of it was, well, he's going to break the GOP. And then, you know, it'll be Democrats forever. Yeah. And then Joe Biden or whoever is going to become president. And then, you know, Kamala Harris will be in there after that or whoever. After get rid of Biden. Yeah. After <laughs> Biden, something, something happens or whatever. But, you know, like this is the like with like 2016 they had an opportunity to do something 2020 they had an opportunity to do something 2016 was like the best opportunity but i feel like i mean i mean for libertarians but well, gary johnson well now there. like with yeah. in in 2024 in terms of just the national stage i guess you can say it's like well like we don't know who the gop is going to have as their presidential nominee and you know, I, I'm probably one of the only few people who does think that Joe Biden's going to make it his whole term, his first term, you know, so. Wow. That, That's now good. You are an optimist. Yeah. I know. So, I was going to say, I, I don't know what I what I think about that. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's like, okay, so who are the, like, who who is the GOP going to put forth and who are the Libertarian uh, Party going to put forth? Because, you know, if the Libertarian Party does put someone like a Dave Smith who has been out there and having that radical message and anything like that, 
then you that would know, be great to hear him on TV saying all this yeah, stuff that nobody's nobody would else be, would be. It would be incredible. I just got chills thinking about it. That's how good it would be. Uh, I don't know who it, the Republicans gonna, are going to put up, but yeah. if they don't if they don't put up someone who was anti lockdown, like say DeSantis or Nome or or one of these people who was mm-hmm. like very vocally opposed to lockdowns, I think they'll get ran over by mm-hmm. probably Kamala, um, yeah. which is going to be horrifying. Oh my god. Yeah, and it's, I don't even want to think about that. <laughs> I know. Yeah, and it, it's one of those too because, um, like, with the lockdowns being like the the big issue now. I mean, who knows? Is this? I hope it's not the issue in twenty twenty four. But if it is still the issue, then that's that's what they're going to have to run on because you know, Christy Nome. I, I know for her, there was this um, like I think it was something about legalizing marijuana, and she mm-hmm. completely could put that. She's like, nope, yeah. nope, not doing that. But some people don't really look at that because that's not on their radar. It was mm-hmm. the lockdowns. Oh man, she was anti-lockdown. This is great. No, I know. And yeah, so yeah, I'm not. I'm not a huge gnome advocate for that very reason. Right. She, I think it was actually a ban against hemp. But hmm. regardless, um, you know, that's it's cannabis. Worse. Cannabis. Yeah, it is even worse. Good point. Like hemp uh, doesn't do anything. <laughs> I know it's 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 protectionism. And it's super sustainable too. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, it's an amazing product. It's protectionism for for local industry. I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Or or just you know, red meat to the conservative base in her state. I, or whatever it is, I don't forgive it and I won't forget it. Um, so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not advocating for these people. I'm, I'm simply saying that if they don't put up someone like that, cause I, I think that there's a silent majority of this country that is completely furious over lockdowns. And I think that Trump would have won had he been, had he prevented it, you know, had he come out and said, Hey, any state that locks down, I'm not giving you funds. Like, yeah. If you want to do it, go for it. But this is not a this is not the American way. Like that's where he lost my vote. Just to be totally blunt, like had he come out against the lockdowns, I probably would have voted for Donald Trump. I, I never voted for him even the first time around. But had he opposed these lockdowns, especially in hindsight, given what what kind of economic destruction, mental health destruction, you know, just health destruction period that it's created, uh, I probably would have rode with him. But he didn't. He was always pussyfooting it. He allowed Fauci to run the show, and yep. I think that he lost a lot of his base when it comes to those that are like super freedom oriented. Um, so my point being, I think if the conservatives don't put up a hard anti-lockdown candidate next go around, they're, they're going to get destroyed. And, and I, I won't blame people for not voting for them because that's the only thing I care about at this point. I want a, I want any leaders that will never allow the economy to be locked down again. It's just my two cents. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And you know, with the, with the whole Trump thing, I mean, I know in the debates he was trying to be all, oh yeah, no, no, no stop the lockdown. It's like, well, you could have stopped him in the first place. Now you're no, trying. It's like you're the little, president. Yeah, it's like a little too late here, dude, to kind of say all that stuff. And then yeah. you know, calling Joe Biden a what, like a, a you know far left socialist and all this stuff. Like, like, no, whatever, not. dude. It's like you don't, you don't know anything that you're talking about when it comes <laughs> to all that stuff. So whatever. He's not a far left socialist. He's a fascist. Come on, get it right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. But you know, someone told me I just call him a socialist. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, you got this. Yeah. <laughs> Well, my, my question with with people like um, Brennan, the CIA director, coming out mm-hmm. and labeling us terrorists or potential, you know, dangers, or is it is it accidental that they're using this language, or is it because in my view it's it's intentional? It's intentional, yeah. like because I I always ask myself like, have the conservatives have have the people in power, the government officials, learn their lesson from the war on terror? And when you hear them start to talk about utilizing the same tactics that we used against insurgencies in Iraq and Afghanistan, et cetera, et cetera, to use that against Americans 
who have differences of opinion politically but are not violent. I think that is, it. Ha- I, I just don't know how people aren't absolutely losing their mind over that. That is the most dangerous rhetoric I've heard maybe ever in this country. I mean, it's yeah. horrifying. And people don't even seem to care. Like even in the libertarian community, it's just like, well, yeah, shit's fucked up. It's like, no, guys, this is a big deal. They can put us in fucking Gitmo. Like, are you are you listening? <laughs> I feel like it's uh, ha- it has to do with that, uh, you know, like the analogy with the frog in the water and you slowly yes. boil it. That's yep. definitely what's going on because if you would have told me like five years ago that this would be happening, I'd be like, what the hell? What happens? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. You'd be, you wouldn't even but, believe it. I mean, if I told you a year ago that, hey, for the next, you know, 10 of the next 12 months, you're going to have been basically locked in your house. And then at the end of it, Joe Biden's going to be president and they're going to talk about labeling anyone that didn't vote for him as a terrorist. <laughs> You'd be like, what? Like, yeah. This is this is America we're talking about. Um, I just I just really wonder if I mean, if they go down this path, you're right that the, the pot has been heated up and in my opinion is to the point of near boiling where we might all die. Um, but it just seems like like people need to be reacting to this and and people are are not. They're like, oh, the water's a little bit warmer, but it's still yeah, it's still OK. Yeah, I, th- I don't think people realize um, the uh, what do you call it, like what's going to happen based off of mm-hmm. yeah, what's like happening the, now. the trajectory that we're on. Yeah, that's the word I was looking for. Yeah. Yeah. Shane, yeah, when, when are we going to war, man? I, I don't know. I, <laughs> yeah, and also, like, like the whole language and calling libertarians, you know, like terrorists or, or like, you know, oh, what do you say, like racist and fascist? Yeah, he's like and fascist like and libertarian. So now, basically, anytime <laughs> who who kind of believes in that whole realm and is blue pilled up the ass and just watches CNN, Fox News all day, they're going to be like, oh, every time I hear the word libertarian, I guess they're also racist and fascist and sexist and all that stuff. But it, in a way, it's just it's just another way of them being like, well, anyone who's against the state, yeah, one iota against the state, well, they're going to be terrorists. They're going to be labeled as a terrorist now. So if you know any of these people, shut them out of your life. Um, you know, Don't talk to them anymore. No more communication. Just completely get them out of your, you know, in a way, you know, maybe, I don't know, maybe that's a good thing. Maybe we should get those people out of our lives. Cause I mean, are they going to be, um, I don't know, like, are they going to be persuaded to believe in liberty? Because as far as I know, I mean, we're still, we're still doing this whole lockdown thing and, and, and COVID's basically uh, running everyone's lives now. It's basically normalized. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know. It, it, it just, it just looks like every single day, more and more people are just, I want to be safe and I don't care about your, your liberty. I don't care about what you want to do with your life. I don't care that, Oh, you just, you want to go to a concert. <laughs> I don't know, man. I think you, you just have want a, a vaccine passport. Like, yeah. A vaccine passport. You got to have your shots. Apparently, apparently I got to say that two times, apparently three times you have, there's people that are basically going out on dating sites and be oh, like, yeah. well, I'm going to be with someone who's actually been vaccinated. That's yeah, who I'm going to go out with. turning down other people because they're like, oh, you've only had one vaccine? Well, I've got both of my booster <laughs> shots. So 
I'm gonna have to find someone. Yeah, else. it's like you are attractive, and I do want to have sex with you, but you haven't been, you haven't gotten shot yet. So I'm going with <laughs> that lady over there instead. You know, it's just like how many how many of these people are concerned about vaccines, but are having unprotected sex with like everyone they meet. That, yeah, that's I mean, the other weird part. They're like, <laughs> I don't care if you have like STDs, but have you gotten yeah. your COVID? Yeah, shot? gonorrhea. Nah. It's just it's crazy <laughs> to me because because all of the the science about it is so definitive that if you're young and healthy you're almost certainly going to be fine. And yet people are still, even in their 20s, you know, like when you're supposed to be dumb and reckless, you know, like when you're supposed to be risk-taking, they're still concerned about this big lie that like if you breathe the wrong air, you might drop dead tomorrow. It's just so, it's just such nonsense. I, I've been playing beach volleyball with like 50 people ever mm -hmm. since lockdown started. I mean, I never stopped. So I just basically, for the past five years, I've been doing it. But we... We all hug, we high five, we hang out. Some of us hook up. It's very aggressive and dangerous lifestyle if you believe in the, the narrative about COVID. And, and none of us, I'm not, not even shitting you, none of us have gotten sick. None. That's crazy to me. And, you know, we're all asymptomatic. You're right, right. Well, <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, like, it's just, it's just so sad to me that people are living like this where they're, they're just horrified of this invisible thing. It just, it, it harkens back to the, to the war on terror so well yeah. in that, you know, you have these color systems of danger and you have these, this invisible enemy. And if we don't go on the aggress uh, on the offensive, they're going to, you know, they're going to get you. And uh, I don't know. Does it end? The weird part to me is like, they're, what are they trying to be on the offensive with a, a virus? What are you going to do gonna with punch a virus? You're going to shoot it. And then like Joe Biden's like, I'm going to get rid of the virus. We're going to tackle this virus. And it's like, what does that even mean? Well, well speaking of Joe Biden, he still hasn't cured cancer yet. So. Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> Thank you for your weekly reminder that he still is letting oh, yeah, you down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> By the way, are you are you exclusively a, a dad joke account now? I wouldn't say exclusively, but you can expect <laughs> maybe one a day or yeah. maybe. Okay. Yeah. okay. Good so. to hear. Well, what about you, Nico? Are you going to uh, shift to strictly parenting? <laughs> no, because if I start tweeting about parenting, then I'm going to get tons of unsolicited advice that I don't want. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Anytime I post anything about pregnancy, I'm like, I shouldn't have done that. I, have done that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even imagine. Yeah. Or, well, okay. I, the only thing that makes people more mad than politics is talking about food. Like any food opinion that you have on Twitter. Right. <laughs> so I don't think it matters whether you're oh, pregnant okay. or not. But I can't yeah. even imagine what it's like. I mean, I get I get enough hate stuff at, at my level, but uh, at six I, was, I, th I thought you said I can't imagine what it's like being pregnant. I was like, oh, oh what are you? <laughs> well, that that too. I can't imagine that either. Yeah. By the way, have you have you found a good way to sleep yet? No. Still, still it's struggling. Like impossible to sleep when you're pregnant because it always feels like uncomfortable no matter how many pillows you have i have oh, one, two, <laughs> it's like a really crazy setup i have like six <laughs> pillows yeah it looks like it looks ridiculous you have pillows might, you. yeah you might have a whole bed to yourself basically <laughs> I, I can sleep on the couch there's an fine. idea i get a separate bed <laughs> yeah there you me. go my my uh that that couple i was telling you about before the the hoppa couple they uh they did not basically hang out with anybody because they were pregnant during lockdown are you guys taking okay. the same path where you have to be really cautious yeah i'm basically uh isolated all the time i have no friends well no we have friends but we <laughs> we don't really Distance. hang out anymore like 
because we got invited to a bunch of stuff with like a lot of the Childerberg people live in DFW. So that's who we normally hang out with. Oh, dope. Um, but we just, we've just been isolating because, you know, as you know, when you're pregnant, then your immune system is compromised. Yeah, I do know that. So, I've had four kids. Good point. Well, not only that, we were, we're, we're very much taking the COVID-19 very seriously. Yeah, of course. So, you I know, saw the invisible masks. enemy. We don't know where it's at. Maybe the baby will Less get it. Who knows? I saw how many masks you were wearing. I, you were taking it real serious. <laughs> yeah. By I the way, right? could you breathe with that? No, uh, eight masks is a lot. I mean, even four masks was pretty bad. But like, I would imagine at, you know, eight plus you have no air at all almost. Well, yeah, it was, it was, it was getting to the point where I had to take it off after putting the eighth mask on just to see if it would stay. <laughs> but, uh, did you, could you breathe with 11 masks on? You could breathe. Okay. I guess somewhat. Maybe well, a little some bit. of them are covering your eyes. So does that count? That's true. I was kind of <laughs> cheating a little bit, you know, kind of positioning them, you know, Good pretending I was blind for a little bit. You know, what's sad. I, ever since they came out with that statement that you should have two masks on, I, like whenever we go out now, like if we go grocery shopping or like just anywhere, I do see people wearing two masks. Even before that, there I saw people that were doing that. Yeah, but yeah but now it's more, more often. Yeah, and we're in Texas. Come on. I don't know. It's, yeah, it's one, weird one time one time I went to the grocery store. I didn't have a mask on. I was just like, okay, I'm going to see what it's going to be like to just not have a mask on. Let's see. Nobody said anything to me, you know, get my stuff, whatever. And then I go put the stuff on the conveyor belt to check out. And the, and the lady goes, yeah, I can't check you out until you have a mask on. Oh, man. So when I got my stuff here. So I was like, okay, whatever. So I mean, so I had the mask because I was kind of expecting some, someone to say something. So I had sure. the mask anyway. So I just put it on, I was like, oh, whatever. But it was just kind of weird that they had to point, point out that, hey, I'm not going to check you out unless you have a mask on. Yeah, that's like. But you that's, can walk around the store. It's like I'll, I'll give you the money to pay, you know, just get out. I'll, I'll hold my breath. I don't know. That kind of <laughs> reminds me of the whole thing where, um, in restaurants, you can, you right. you wear a mask, but then when you sit down, you take it off, oh even God. though it's the same air. Yeah, you're going, you're going six feet on here, and then when you can sit anyway, right here. So there you go. That, that's all the space you have. I can't believe but, the party of science is the one responsible for these type of protocols. It's like it's just it's it's really psychotic that that we get lectured to by people that think that. You need to walk with a mask to the table, but then you can yeah. sit down and be fine. It's it's really insulting. Uh, I need to ask because I am actually liquidating all of my assets in California and I'm getting my ass out of here. Um, I am leaning towards Texas. I'm going to look at Florida. I'm going to look at Puerto Rico. I'm going to look at a whole bunch of places. Oh. I need I need on the ground reporting from you guys. Is Texas dope? Should I do it? How, how bad has it been with the lockdown? What's the community like? Give me the whole rundown. So basically after July, um, the governor, um, kind of stopped our lockdown wow. and ever since That's very then, early. yeah. And people were, there was a bunch of people mad. They were like, how could you stop the lockdown? You need to put us back down in lockdown. So like, like, why don't you been? just stay home then? Like if you're mad, yeah. about it. but, um, for the most part, uh, if you're not in the city, like you're not in the city city, then people don't really care. Um, but the closer to the cities, they they take it more seriously and people are more like hawkish about you wearing a mask and everything. Um, so even, I would say even if you in move, Dallas, hmm? sorry, even in Dallas that they're more mask oriented. Yep. Yeah. But we live like kind of not in the city, but like close enough that we could drive into the city. Right. So it's like the more North you go or like the more outside of the city you go, 
the less people care and they don't have signs on the, on the stores that you have to wear a mask or anything like that. People don't care as much. But then if you go towards even just like the more urban areas, then they're going to care more about that kind of stuff. And I don't know if that's because a lot of people from California moved here because there, I swear, like when I first moved here, there was not this many people. It's getting super crowded here. I would advise against moving to DFW for really? that reason. Wow. Because it's so crowded here. Even in, even if like the, even if you go towards the outside of the city, unless you're going up into like uh, tornado territory, which is like um, some of the smaller cities that are up north, like mm -hmm. right past DFW. If you're okay with tornadoes, then um, it'll probably be okay for you. <laughs> so but so, so where would you recommend then? Where should I go in, in Texas if I'm going to try and smaller get all towns, uh, maybe like Tyler, Texas, or even like El Paso area or can I, um, can I find a wife there though? I mean, I don't know. Oh, you're, you seem like I'm a pretty saying, charismatic guy. I'm sure some yeah. way is going to be <laughs> swept under your feet. You know? but, uh, but under my feet, I hope off her feet. <laughs> That's what I meant to say. Sorry. Sometimes words escape me. You know? <laughs> well, the, the reason I'm asking is because like, if it's a small town and it's a conservative leading area, oftentimes everyone gets married really young and they stay married forever. And it's like, mm -hmm. I did, I need to have some social life. So I can't go straight up say, rural. Um, this is going to sound weird because a lot of people say that Austin sucks or whatever. And it's like the California of Texas. But if you move to like right outside Austin, then you kind of get a good balance of like people who are not super Californian and people who are not super rural either. So <laughs> okay. a lot of people are moving to, to those areas. I dig it. Yeah. I think that's where I'm leaning, honestly, because like. The I hill need, country I need... out from Austin. Well, say again. As I was just, just going to say, like, I probably a good place for you would be like hill country, like outside of Austin. Right. But close enough that you could drive into well, Austin. San Antonio. I'm going to have to be. San Antonio is really left. Oh, okay. Oh, is it? Yeah, I need to be, I need to be, you know, outskirts of Austin, I think, is probably where I'm leaning simply because. I mean, I'm going to be best friends with Joe Rogan any any minute. Yeah, now, so hey, you're trying to just trying to get into a stock, show. I see how it is. You can also stalk <laughs> Alex Jones. Hey, there you go. <laughs> oh, does he live there too? Yeah. Oh hell yeah, yeah. If I can get on that circuit, then it's all worth the move. Uh, I mean, he yeah. knows who you are. I mean, he you know he he said your name. The he said the name of your show. I know which that is was great. Crazy. I was like, wow. How fucking cool was that? That I, was awesome. My God, that, that made was, like, me so great. Happy. Shout out. Yeah, that thank. Shout out to Magnus Panvidia for getting yeah. that done for me. That was that was incredible. Um, anyways, uh, are you guys are you guys in the malice camp in in the sense that you're white pilled? I mean, there's plenty of reason to be black pilled. I tend to, I think we're all pretty clearly red pilled. Um, I on any given day I shift between the black and the white, but I try and maintain the white. Where, where do you guys feel that you're at? Go ahead. I don't know. Part of me is like, can I just take a gray pill? Can I be white pill and black pill and <laughs> just gray. mash them together? And you know, <laughs> you know, the centrist in me is like, oh, well, why, why can I be both? You know, anyway. Well, the, the way the way I see it, the way I see it, if you're if you're white pill, it's not that you're not looking at all of the darkness of the black pill. It's mm -hmm. that you're looking at all of it just the same that they do, but you think that we can find our way through it. Oh man, part of me is just like, man, this is great because you see the corporate press; they're all like. Oh, we need to uh, stop the the reach of some people. You know, the freedom of speech doesn't mean freedom of reach or whatever the hell that yeah. Brian Stelter guy said on CNN. That, that sounds that sounds Ugh. like they're losing ground to me. 
Yeah, it's oh man. To say it if oh, they were man. Playing. Fox News is turning into their Tucker Carlson channel, which I'm sure a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, that sounds pretty good to me. I mean, why not? When I, I mean, heard Tucker, that, yeah. when I heard that, I was fucking thrilled. I was like, if Fox News could all be Tucker Carlson, we would be <laughs> a much right? better place. 24 7. Just yeah. Tucker Carlson all day, all night. Crazy. <laughs> he's just, you know, he's all cracked out, Tucker like hooked Carlson up to that, IVs. Yeah. And we don't even, you know, I'm sure we all probably don't agree with every single thing that Tucker Carlson no. said, but just the fact that he's even there and everyone's all like, oh, what? Can't we? You should be watching my show. My name is Anderson <laughs> Cooper, 360. Come on. I'm Don Lemon. I have, my last name is Lemon, right? Come on. Mr. Lemon. Or Lemon or however the hell you Lemon. Trying to make it sound Is it Lemon? Cool. I don't know. He, he would probably try to say something like that, you know. But I don't know. Yeah, like, so, yeah, it seems like they're kind of losing ground. And they're – the, the agenda that they're pushing is really coming up the forefront. It's really starting to come – because they don't even care anymore. They're like, oh, Joe Biden's president. I guess I'm just – whatever you right. know but um yeah i, I do see a, a light at the end of the tunnel and it, it's definitely it, it's definitely optimistic um to 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 see that you know i like and another part of me is just like well you know i want i want everything to just to just die and let's just start over again you know and that, all that stuff but i don't know you guys are in a tough spot you're, you're in a tough spot given that you have a baby coming in the world so it's like you're i'm able to to root more aggressively for the collapse than you guys probably mm -hmm. are. Um, so I, I try not, I try not to be, you know, pass any judgment or like force anybody's opinion, especially if they're a parent, it's like, you have a totally different set of priorities. Like for me, I'm more concerned with the longevity of freedom on this planet, yeah. you know, and I'm willing to suffer now to get there. Um, but if I had a kid, I probably wouldn't feel that way. I'd probably be like, okay, we need to fucking just find a way to reform some shit and drag this out a little bit longer. So, yeah, I mean, everybody ha has their priorities and in how to like spread the the message of liberty. You know, it, I'm sure a lot of parents who are in that libertarian or just the the anarchist realm, they they feel that well, the best way for me to spread liberty is to just teach my children the the morals of liberty and everything like that. And yeah. You know, to, to keep the next generation. Yeah. kind of where I'm going. Yeah. Um, and uh, like some people say like this is a bad time to have a kid because, you know, like all this bad stuff is happening. But then if you look out or look throughout human history, like people had kids during terrible times. And so that's why I think like people shouldn't give up for that kind of thing. And I, I think I right now is a good time right. to have a kid because otherwise you won't have um the next generation to influence just as long as they can see our faces like and, and see our smiles you know because yes if a baby's just growing up and all they see is people with masks on their face they're that's gonna think well that's messed up i guess we just wear masks every day i don't know i mean we wear it in our sleep we wear it in the shower every day all the time yeah <laughs> that's that's really disturbing and i hope to god that that ends very soon because um it's just such a dehumanizing existence you know it just it makes you feel disconnected from people and um but i totally agree i think that that the best path forward uh, even if you believe that a collapse is inevitable mm -hmm. the best path forward is to have children be married have children and to uh, educate them in in our ways so to speak and uh and hopefully usher in a brighter future so i am very grateful for people like you that found each other and are are procreating so thank you good job <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> you guys are doing great 
Um, anyways, I'll, I'll get you out of here. Uh, but what's happening podcast? We got uh, at Shane Scalf, Shane with an E and Petite Nikoko. And it's what's happening podcast or what's happening, H-A-P-A. Is there anything else I'm missing? Um, That's about it, right? Yeah, just subscribe to our YouTube channel. And, uh, and in order to find our YouTube channel, you might have to type in Hapa Supremacy. Because if you type in what's happening, then it just tries to correct it to what's happening. What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> I, I went through that when I was trying to find you guys. So yeah. I, I'm glad I was able to figure it out. But you're right. They will autocorrect. So be careful. Yeah. Uh, anyways, thank you guys so much for coming on. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Thank Absolutely. you. Appreciate it. Big shout out to everybody that's been with me since Jump Street. Appreciate y'all. World premiere. Welcome to Liberty Lockdown. Please scan your barcode. Your liberty ain't gone, but yeah, it's on hold. Where did it come from and where did it go? It requires a fight, not tweeting from your phone. Don't need a king, get him off the fucking throne. If you're riding with the thought, you've always got a home. The virus is scared of will come and it'll go. The government knows this, don't get treated like a hoe. Like Nico and Shane, you're probably wondering what's happening. Scared Hollywood lefties lyrical fappening. A typo with Luke might bring the nooses. We all bite the bullet, I'm the king of the gooses. Freckles and Brit didn't know I could spit. Knew I was a patriot, but now I'm the shit. Peter Quinones, invite me on Which podcast sends custom songs Part of the problem, now I stand with the people Dave showed the way, but I am unequal Lions of Liberty now hear me roar Beat running up, but I got a bit more Robbie the Fire, always running his mouth But I made him a sandwich, now I'm man of the house No malice for Nick, but you're welcome to quit I went over BLM with the fire I spit Friends against government just call us fags Copy the Cairo, put mummies in the bag Liable opinions get thrown on the ground Silky Smooth Tom was the only sound Getting so hot must be air July Screaming in the mic to rip a 59 Miles to Ray showed that black guns matter Now all these lefties got crazy small bladders None of us wanted war but we're ready You know I be bopping ain't rock steady Liberty lockdown, please scan your barcode Your liberty ain't gone but yeah it's on hold Where did it come from and where did it go It requires a fight, not tweeting from your phone Don't need a king, get him off the fucking throne If you're riding with the thought, you've always got a home The virus you're scared of will come and it'll go The government knows this, don't get treated like a hoe Let's get into the show.